This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. It's a special episode, and for a special episode, I'm glad to be here with my special friend, Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, before we get started, I have a, speaking of special, I have a special message, and this special message is going out to Alvaro Negredo. Alvaro, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you want, but I have a particular set of skills, I will look for you, I will find you. And I will let you know how you've made me feel in game week 34. This is the Alvaro Negredo who outscored Lukaku, who tied Harry Kane on points, right? This, this is the, you know, who scored as many points as Will Zaha this game week. He is the brunt of way too much blame. Who was, who was probably going to outscore Marcus Rashford? Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps <laughs> he will. Yeah, very curious to see how the Man United assets pan out against City tomorrow. We're recording ahead of the Manchester Derby. But the whole, I think Negredo is getting so much stick because of the binary that existed in this game week between him and Christian Benteke. And see, that was not a binary that I was recognizing personally. I, I was Benteke was not. I, I think I, I I did underestimate the like going home to Liverpool thing, um, and maybe I should have taken that into account. I, I didn't think he would do anything against uh, Spurs, which was true. Um, and Liverpool's defense had played better, and so you know, I mean, he scored the goal, but he also picked up. But you know, so. I, it was looking like it was going to be okay until he got the second goal. The second goal was really the killer. Otherwise, you're looking at seven points probably, right? Because he yeah. had a little bit of yellow card. He probably wasn't going to get any bonus points. When that second goal goes in, that's when you start questioning your own judgment. Exactly. But if it's just the one, then it, you can chalk it up to a fluke. But, you know, it's, you don't need always cheating to tell you. It's the time, time, timeless story of uh, form over fixtures and... And I guess if you look at Negredo's two goals and four and uh, Benteke's three goals and four, 
you can kind of argue that maybe individually they're neck and neck and you go with the fixtures with Middlesbrough. But team form, there was no question Palace had the team form. And uh, and a better and a better game week thirty five fixture to be fair um, and I may I maybe should have taken that into account uh, you know this is where the bias creeps you know it's the question it's always this question of whether it's bias or like knowledge you've learned but you know I had Benteke for I think six or seven weeks earlier this season and it was right during his, the festive period yeah right after this run where he had scored you know four or five games in a row. And I think he actually scored the first game that I brought him in and then didn't do anything for like five weeks. And so in my head, I was thinking, I, I just like, I have like a little bias uh, against Menteke. Yeah. And right. probably, like, it might've clouded my better judgment. I mean, how, how close were you to bringing in Benteke? Uh I think I, we, we had drinks on, I guess it was Friday afternoon. And I had told you it was coin toss for Not me. Not alcoholic, of course, Brandon. <laughs> no, it's Stop fine. I, I didn't actually open up a bar in Midtown uh, by myself. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. But it was a coin toss for me, and I ended up going with Negredo because um, I doubled down in the Crystal Palace midfield, and I brought in I had Zaha, and I brought in Andros Townsend, and I thought Triple Palace too much. I'm going to diversify, and that's how I ultimately settled on Negredo. Right. So, so you, so you brought in, yeah. I mean, so it sounds like you weren't really thinking about Benteke personally. Not that yeah, it well, matters yeah, anymore. But. No, yeah, not that it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, I I didn't have faith in any of these players, to be honest with <laughs> you. Nobody nobody wanted to play this double <laughs> no, game week. Justified our lack of faith. Yeah. So ultimately, I just kind of went for diversification over just going with sort of an FPL gut instinct. And yeah, like you say, the game week 35 fixtures were more appealing for Palace. And I just felt like spreading my Palace players in the midfield with Zaha and Townsend, yeah. I'd at least presumably be getting assists little did i know that the assists of course are going to go to jason punchin and kabai right naturally yeah it was like that adam clayton assist in today's uh borough game (laughs) so you know i think both of us uh got so i actually ended up with a decent i i'm on 60 points right now with that's 60 points plus a minus four um and i have um david de gea still to play uh, so I can't complain too much. The, the game week has turned out okay. Uh, my ultimately did I did burn four, and it ultimately ended up costing me a net minus five. Uh, so I dropped um, Holgate, and uh, I brought in uh, Ben Gibson, and Holgate ended up picking up eight points away to uh, West Ham. A West Ham game where West Ham like had like eleven scoring opportunities. Like really should have <laughs> scored in that game, but they didn't. Uh, and so he picked up eight, and I got a combined, um, like, a zero in the first game from Gibson and seven in the second. So the, the seven at least made me feel a little bit better because I was looking at a net minus 12. Yeah. Uh, but you so you had it worse, though, for, for two different two, two, two different reasons, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> okay. So everyone knows my, my great Tom Carroll experiment, and I felt like Tom Carroll, he had come to an end. He was no longer getting starts, and... Swansea was uh, seemingly relegation bound or had quite a fight on their hands. And um, it was just uh, he was he was uh, surplus to requirements going into a double game week, uh, particularly if you, you feel like you're going to field both Darun and Tom Carroll. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like a double barrel shotgun that's not going to be able to take out like the smallest animal. <laughs> so 
if you can, that's a pretty labored metaphor, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I dropped Tom Carroll to stack the midfield with Darun, Ali, Zaha, Firmino, Townsend. Um, feeling pretty good about that. Playing my all out attack. Yes. I played my all out attack chip, <laughs> which it's sort of like in a, in a, in a horror movie when somebody says, I'll be right back. Right. Yeah. It's like they never the, come back. When like somebody the, says they're going to play their all out attack chip. You're like, well, you're going to get a red arrow. You know it is? Are you familiar with the, the monkey's paw story? Brandon? Oh, yes, of course. The, the be attack, careful what you wish for. The all out attack is the monkey's paw. Like you think you're getting something good. Uh, and it always like backfires stunningly. Yeah, so I, I just got nothing from from anyone. Uh, Firmino, I think, was my yeah. my big differential coming into the game week. But then, did and, see, and then with the, the Ben Davies on the bench had to hurt too. Well, nah, I'm not too no. worried about Ben. I I started Alonzo and uh, Robertson in Hull City, and they both more or less came through for me with with point returns, which. I mean, it would really stick in your craw if you play your all-out attack and neither of your defenders score points. Right. Yeah, granted, Ben Davies um, has the same total score as Alonzo and Robertson combined. But it, it just, the logic, I'm looking at my team right now and the logic holds. It's just I didn't get the points. Right. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I mean, you know, going into... I mean, after Sunday, certainly I thought you thought you had me for sure. Um, oh, maybe before the Liverpool game, uh, and yeah, Firmino not Firmino blanking was what really um, was what really cost you, I guess. I was I was really shocked by that too because in um, uh, what fixture was it? It was the the previous game week. Liverpool played West Brom, and Firmino, yeah, he got the goal, but he bossed that entire ninety minutes. He looked so amazing. And you're thinking uh, back at Anfield, Liverpool coming off of a win. They need these points. And it was the classic Liverpool can't show up to beat uh, beat a mid-table side. Right. So I was really shocked at, 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 at how un, uh, <laughs> ungood, how not good Firmino looked over the you're weekend. Hand, you're handling it pretty well. And, you know, I mean, my, my miracle run in the 50-buck cup continues. Uh, oh yeah, you're so. you're pulling the spurs on me. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm well, still, after I'm still after listening after listening four. to your 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 moaning for the entire season, I have to I have to take the high road. Uh, that's true. Yeah, because you you really don't let me. Uh, you don't give me a lot of room to moan. It's really you give me about two seconds, and then you're like, "All right, cut it out." Yeah, I'm too close to being your. I'm your FPL <laughs> wife. I can't let. I can't let you. Uh... I also. It looks like I have now snuck into the playoffs for the uh, always treating showstoppers league. The top eight make the playoffs in that. So, looks like I'm probably going to sneak in around seventh place or so. Uh, a good like hundred points at least below many of the other managers in that spot and. You know what, Brandon? Those managers didn't have a baby this year, so I am. Uh, I feel <laughs> for me, you to, don't know that for sure. Well, I, I know that uh, Luke Thunberg didn't have a baby, and we've got forty-two Jeff managers in the Showstoppers League. <laughs> of, of 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 those uh, forty-two, I'm sure at least in one other one has had a baby in the well, last nine months. Are they in the top eight? Though we saw Jeff Petter a couple months ago, unless his wife was like nine months pregnant and hiding it very well. I think that uh, I, I think that we're, it's a pretty baby-free zone right there. I'm not saying they haven't had kids in previous years, but in this FPL season, Brandon, <laughs> I doubt it. 
Highly now, I, not not to get too into this head-to-head league that only has 42 managers <laughs> in it, but I have to point out to our good friend Richard Orford, who you can check out on our Patreon page over at patreon.com, always cheating. Richard uh, was was my opponent in the Showstoppers League, and he he has this team that it looks like he's been constructing this game week thirty four double game week for like the last since game week one. He's got he's got De Gea and Goal, Chambers, Gibson, Friend in the defense, and Valencia, Townsend, Son, and Zaha in his midfield. Rashford, Benteke, and Kane. A triple throw <laughs> defense is insane. We, we didn't it really is to talk about that. I cannot tell you how much that clean sheet uh, that that Burrow that the Burger got against Sunderland killed me. Yeah, uh, I think that ultimately will be my downfall this week. Yeah, it was. You kind of knew. I mean, when Darun scored in the eighth minute, or whatever it was, you're like, "Well, I don't think they'll be doing anything for the next 82 minutes." Yeah, uh, <laughs> just sort of. Oh yeah, holding on to those those three points like like grim death yeah and uh which is not far off for this team unfortunately yeah. i think they're, they're going down anyway all right josh i'm 49 minus four all out uh i have nothing in the manchester derby i'm looking at my first red arrow in seven weeks so that's kind of a downer but glad to, you're you're looking at a green arrow so that's good news uh, yeah so. yeah so you know it's it's been a strange game week so let, let's you know recording this a little late in the week obviously you still have a match tomorrow uh, because of that, you know, I mean, we can talk just just briefly in the Supers League, Super League. You know, I, everything is so complicated right now. There's there's players who didn't play, and there's a lot of you know a lot of Man United players, a lot of the top players on. But let's just say that through through Wednesday night, uh, Anders FK is in first place with uh, 2,040 points. Uh, Patrick Connolly's Eat the Kampu is in second. Uh, Caesar Rodart Sesboom is in third. Uh, Jake Conyers Lauro is in fourth, and Fabio Borges Clean Sheets Clean Sheets is in fifth. Now Fabio Borges in the top ten, I think the entire season. Don't you kind of want him to get there, Brandon? I mean, he's a, a wonderful short story writer. Uh, you know, a um, the best Argentina has to offer. Josh, the best Argentina has to offer. Um, to combine his what you know his his. What I imagine were, were, were Pulitzer Prize-winning works at some point in his career, with with a win in the Hail Cheater Super League would be pretty exciting for all of he us. Will, he he will probably when he accepts the Nobel say this is real this is real great I appreciate the honor but hail cheaters and he'll drop the mic right he's he has been dead for about what thirty years or so yeah does <laughs> anybody out there listening know who Jorge Luis Borges is <laughs> of course they do he's very famous <laughs> very famous. All right. Now, uh, I w- just looking at Bricklayer's uh, uh, Anders FK's team at two thousand forty points. I feel like at this point in the season, if you have more points than there are years in the Christian calendar, I think you've got to be feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. So let's finish off the top ten though, just quickly, Brandon, because uh, there's a couple new names in here. Uh, we farhatted Brandon Diggs is in sixth. Uh, Rio Mori X, uh, 11, uh, I was going to say X, Rio Mori 11, uh, Jiming Tan is in seventh, uh, who I, I don't remember Jiming Tan being in the top 10 before. So congrats to Jiming Tan. Uh, Nor do I. Philip Anthony, uh, Philip Anthony's, uh, Pochettino tracksuit, also a new name, I think, uh, yes. is in eighth and 20 deuce heaven, Stan H. Williams, which I think is once again, a new name is in ninth. And Got some I, new new bad boys yeah, in town looking to play the Super League. Abdul Al-Mamun, who has been in the top 10 for a while now, is uh, in 10th place. And Mitch Maynard, just just off 10th. 
Mitch, you are one Facebook Photoshop away from breaking back into yeah, the top he ten. I know many Facebook Photoshops. <laughs> Need to get back to about that. Where you been, he's Mitch? Living, he's out living his best life, Brandon. We talked about this. He's doing great. I feel like word continues to spread about the Super League. I think next season we're gonna we're gonna have like more than twenty five hundred managers in this league, and it's gonna be insane. That is gonna be insane. I I am happily somewhere in like eight hundredth place. You know. Just, just way. <laughs> I'm in danger of dropping out of the top 400, which you know, I guess I'm shooting for top 500. I don't know how it's so big. I, like I am in other leagues with a similar audience. Our league is it's far and away the like largest sort of. Well, okay, I mean, obviously there's like the fantasy football scout league, which is humongous, and like the Reddit league is huge. But of the sort of like niche leagues like ours, uh, it's really it's really quite big, which which I like. Is it is it all that uh, Facebook ad money that you're spending? I think th- I think that's what it is. Yeah, all the uh, the the upwards of five dollars that we've spent on uh, promotions. So Brandon, okay, let's let's get right to it though. I want to talk about game week. Well, I want to talk about game week thirty five uh, later because um, game week thirty five is uh, kind of a tricky one. We're not going to do like a, a game by game preview. We're just going to take a look at the game week as a whole and talk about captains in particular because I think it's a it's a really tricky game week for captains. Maybe, maybe transfers as well. Yeah. Uh, but I have you know so I use my wild card way, way back in I think game week twenty nine or thirty. Um, and I'm glad that I did, to be honest. Um, you know, even yeah, if you've been on up, a great run ever since. Exactly. Even if it ends up costing me, you know, in the end, I mean, I think I'm looks like if, if this week holds, I think it's all of my 10th green arrow in 11 game weeks. Uh, so it helped me keep my momentum and also just made the season more fun for me. Uh, I think that if I had, if I, if I'd played it the right way, like I did last year, waited until game week 35 or 36, uh, or however it worked out last year, maybe it was game week 33. Um, I, you know, I just it, I, I wouldn't have had as much fun this year. So, um, but all that said, um, I don't have a wild card, and I have some some areas of concern. Um, looks like Virgil Van Dyke may be coming back. Uh, <laughs> looks like Danny, Danny Rose might be coming back. I mean, a lot of my sort of differential. Right. So, Jack, the likes of Jack Stevens and uh, Stephen Davies are ben are shaking in their boots, as it were. Yeah, exactly. So, I, and I don't have the luxury of a wild card to get these players out. Uh, and so I have to burn transfers on players that I had expected to be double gaming players. Yeah. So what do you um, what are you thinking right now? What you're, like, what, who are you planning to bring in? Um, you know, is, are, do you have a couple of players? Have you started to think about your wild card? Are you going to play? You going to do it this week and wait till game week thirty six? I my wild card cannot come soon enough uh, because yeah, my my squad needs some retooling. Um, I mean, Marcus Alonso is a really interesting player right now because I think a lot of people are sort of jonesing to get rid of their Chelsea defense. They haven't kept a clean sheet in, in months. Yeah. But Alonso is sort of like just enough education to perform. Right. And, and McC- Gareth McCauley, um, Cedric is probably not the most optimal Southampton defender to have. I mean, Bertrand is in pretty in pretty good form right now, and and you also have incredibly cheap central defenders there at Southampton, assuming Virgil Van Dyke stays out of the lineup for a while. But I am going to definitely sit tight until game week thirty six. I feel like it would just be I've waited this long, and the one advantage I've been hanging on to is being able to roll into the doubles in thirty six and then thirty seven with. A really tight squad that is. So do you think my question for you, and this is something that maybe I just haven't really thought too deeply about because I played my wild card so early. 
I mean, you know all of the... Are there a lot of play? Like, is your team set up pretty well for Game Week 35? I mean, why not just do it a week early? You know all the players to bring in. With, with loading up on Game Week, I mean, I realize it's already Wednesday now. Maybe a little late to start your game, you know. Yeah. You would have maybe want to do it a couple days ago. But, I mean, is the idea just that the fixtures don't line up well for Game Week 35 and that's why you don't want to do it? I mean, it seems like you can just get a head start and start yeah. clearing out the dead wood. I was thinking about the value question earlier today because I was I was just kind of weighing the, well, should I just trigger the wild card now or, or do I wait? And then I started thinking about, well, there's not going to be a huge amount of value fluctuation because I feel like transfer market is going to be pretty quiet going into Game Week 35 because yeah. it's such a quick turnaround. Yeah. But that said, there's that to me alone is not a reason to not trigger your wild card now because you're then getting a jump start on whatever value fluctuation you're expecting going into game week 36. Yeah, so that's true. Either now or right when game week 35 uh, deadline passes, it yeah. it sort of makes no difference to me. So, but, the, play, so the, the teams that you really want players for in game week 37 are uh you want some chelsea players right you want some chelsea coverage you want um probably some city coverage yeah i think it's uh, it's mainly chelsea chelsea alexis sanchez and uh some combination of spurs players right no one from city you don't think i mean because they they play leicester and west brom at home i i mean i Maybe I, f- I feel like I don't want to overload on city players, given particularly the midfield rotation. Gabriel Jesus is, you know, now traveling with the squad. It's still a guessing game at this point, whether yeah. how many minutes he's going to get. Like if if um, if Jesus is, remains out of the picture, I'd say Aguero is looking like a really good buy going into game week 37 but there are too many questions with that city squad does, so right it now it feels very risky to, to possibly a good risk i mean if you if you really needed to make up points it could it's a huge gamble right yeah. to, to bring in aguero and, and hope he plays both those home fixtures yeah well the way i'm thinking about it right now is i mean to answer your earlier question is i don't i feel like my current squad lines up just decently enough going into game week 35 i'm gonna make one transfer probably uh getting negredo out for a player to be named at a later date mm-hmm. um but this is where we we're feeling pretty good about having our palace players like i'll play zaha and townsend again uh, at home against burnley um but yeah, so my priorities with the wild card right now are Alexis Sanchez and Eden Hazard. That's going to be a, a, a boatload of money in my midfield. So um, at this point, I think it's going to revolve around them and keeping Harry Kane. This is all very expensive. Right. And I'm guessing I'm just going to have a very cheap looking defense to afford all of that. Right. Something so, has to go. So something has to go. So I, the Marcus Alonso the bi- may have to be may have to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And which that's fine. And defense is going to be. I mean, Yoshida looks like probably the pick of the bunch because he's going to have um, four matches in two game weeks, sure. and he's probably the least risk of rotation of those of those central pairing if Virgil Van Dyke starts training again. But the biggest question for me right now is Romelu Lukaku. 
So if I'm talking about all these expensive players, I look at I look at Rom and he has no doubles. However, he has uh, a little thing uh, that he has a little thing called a. Uh, let's see, he's he's playing at home to Watford. A little thing called Goodison Park. Welcoming Watford in game week 37. Now, or, or uh, I mean, a way to a way to Swansea in game week 36 too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's so a that's a that's in. a really great back to back run. Now, right. it's a weird sandwich um, between Chelsea and Arsenal, but it, it Romelu Lukaku at home to Watford in 37 is the classic. Oh, I played the doubles hard, and I ended up getting crushed by this one player. Um. Because Lukaku could very well, you know, score a hat trick, four goals. He was seen him do it yeah. multiple times this season at home. So I'm that. I think I'm, that's up, what the tinkering yeah. is probably going to revolve around trying to keep Rom in the in the front line. He may end up really helping me uh, for game week thirty six because uh, a lot of managers will be playing the wild card, and Lukaku is just going to have to go. Right? I mean, just you know, you could keep him. You know. For game week thirty six and thirty seven, if he was cheaper, but at his price, I don't know. I mean, you can't have Diego Costa, Harry Kane. I mean, you just can't have all these players, right? You have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, it may be. Go. It may be a three five two um, run in for a lot of managers for that reason. If you want to keep Lukaku and have that stacked midfield, and also like not completely shortchange your defense. So, so you, you go you go Lukaku and Kane up front and, and yeah. just no, no Costa then. Yeah, exactly. I mean Costa we what did we we call it uh when um uh Costa assist to Hazard yesterday and we dubbed it a red arrow goal. Right. So neither of us have either of those two players and there right. there were people that were just keeping the faith with Diego Costa and they got rewarded. And I, Costa, I, know, my, I don't my know how to feel about My this. brother's pseudo-zombie team got super rewarded yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm i not on board with Costa at this point. I mean, Hazard, Hazard is enough money for me on that team, and he is, he is playing the best we've seen since two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he's he's kind of a must have going into game week 37 and I have no problem missing out on Costa's points just to make that happen. Well, um, I think I, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, I really uh, I haven't given to I well, okay, I've given some thought to it, but I I'm like too like nervous to think about it, so I have not like I don't know. Like I'm going to be in some trouble. Uh, I think in game week 36. Uh, what's what I still have in my pocket is my triple captain, and so that has to be what what saves me. I think. Um, and well, you've got your triple captain and your bench boost. So yeah. the bench so boost to probably, me is yeah. Bench boost to me is game, is game week 37. But I that one's going to be tough for me if I face like in the if I'm in the playoffs. You know, if I face any of these managers that are um, that have just wild carded, I think they're just going to someone's going to. You know, they're probably going to blow me out of the water because they're just going to be able to load up on all of these double game week players. And I mean, my team is looking. I probably have something like seven double game week players already on my team, but there's no way I'm going to get to fifteen. Here's the big question, Josh. You you have your bench boost. You have your triple captain. Are you going to go the entire season and not play your all out attack? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I might play it this game week. 
I mean, maybe I'll play it in Game Week 38. I, I really don't know. I, I I don't think it's a good chip. I It doesn't seem to work. It doesn't it's, seem... It cost me points this week. It's cost, it costs everyone. Like, no one has a good double game. Like, that, that chip, like... Like it just creates again. It's the monkey's paw, Brandon. It just you think it's solving a problem, but it's actually making things much worse. Oh, it is okay. So, so you're looking at Arsenal. You're looking at Alexis Sanchez, triple captain. You were floating the idea of Gabby Adini. Uh, It's nice that Gabby Adini's getting the minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, Gabby to me is the most logical uh, Negredo move this game week. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's the one I'm probably going to make. Uh, I mean, Southampton's home to Hall. He hasn't looked, to be honest, I haven't seen him play very much since he came back. I haven't watched a full Southampton game, so I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know I mean, if, if someone smarter than us can can comment on this on Twitter or Facebook and let us know how he's been looking. But you know, it's, it's a little, not a huge surprise though that it was kind of fluky that he came into the league as hot as he did. Yeah, um, I mean. He's, Great, great goal scorers poach goals, and he was poaching goals. But there is a certain amount of fortune involved there that he benefited from. Sure, I'm, but not, it, I'm not saying that to scare anyone off of Gabby, but right, um, I wouldn't. I'm, I say that to mean I wouldn't be too put off by the fact that he's he's not uh, scored a goal in a while since coming back from injury. It's just so tempting. I mean, it's possible he won't start all of these games, but Southampton, especially because Southampton, have like nothing to play for. But they they have five games in three game weeks, mm-hmm. and it is very tempting to bring him in. It's really tricky with – I mean, the other way to go would be to possibly burn four and bring in a um, an Arsenal player. But mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to do that, uh, you know, before the, uh, before the derby, right? I mean, it's just it's it really is tricky. I mean, the, I guess the, the teams that have the best gaming thirty seven fixtures are probably, I guess it's probably Chelsea, right? Followed by yes. oh followed, yeah, without a doubt, yeah, followed by City. Um, but City have, as we said before, have so much rotation that you really, I guess, Ch- okay. So let's let's try to like wrap this up a little bit. Um, like, <laughs> wrap it up. Cool. So Chelsea. Um, yeah, they're away to Everton in Game Week 35, which is fine. They'll probably score a couple goals there. Uh, and they're home to the Burger in Game Week 36. And then they play uh, West Brom and Watford in Game Week 37. Uh, and then they play Sunderland at home in Game Week 38. If, <laughs> if we they think, play what could be the worst Premier League right. team of this millennium. There should be goals in all five of those games. So I feel like, yeah, I, even tripling up on Chelsea would be... Uh, I only have one Chelsea player right now, and... I'm not even sure how I would be Marcus able to Alonso. Marcus Alonso, and I'm not sure how I'd even get to three. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure that I would get to three. I mean, I guess I could double up on the defense, uh, but I'm a little. Why? Of, why though? They they really can't keep clean sheets at yeah. all. It would be hard for you know. I, I mean, yeah, maybe like you said about three five two. It's just it's hard to figure out how to have Deli Alley. Uh, you know, um, Sanchez Hazard, and Alexis Hazard. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, that's what is that like 33 million or something like that? Uh, it's approximately 120 million at this <laughs> right. point. And then you add Lukaku and you add Kane, and suddenly you're talking about like you know, 55 million or something like that. Uh, you spread across five players, and it's just hard to have the money to, to put together a, a good team from there, you know, like a team of players who actually play. Yeah. 
it's the Arsenal team is is troubling me. If we can talk briefly about Arsenal, I don't know what's left to be said about them. But what you should be you should be salivating at the mouth, owning Sanchez going into four games in two match weeks. That's just insane. But Sanchez and this whole Arsenal team, and the Arsenal of what they've won two on the bounce now, right? Um, in, including the FA Cup, they still don't look good. No, no. I mean, I, th- I think today's game can be a little excused. Uh, you know, I mean, they're playing, you know, a, a team that's playing a lot better and they just played 120 minutes on Sunday, you know, like a very tense 120 minutes. So, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected them to come out like all guns blazing in this match. How are we feeling about the Arsenal defense uh, leading up to these doubles? That, that to me is like only, uh, it's a luxury. Like if you had the money, but... They, they've not been they've not been uh, bankers for clean sheets all season. Who would you bring in if you had to bring in one defender? Who would you bring in? Well, I think I said Mustafi a couple of weeks ago. It changes every week. Yeah, um, yeah, my exactly. Montreal is suddenly the man, but I'm kind <laughs> yeah. of thinking I'm kind He's of thinking Peter Check might be a way to go. Yeah, see, Check Check wouldn't work for me because I, I have De Gea and Pickford, both of whom have double game weeks in 37. Mm-hmm. So I I guess, I mean, Kashelny is too expensive. Baron is, like, not a starter now. I, like, or he sometimes is. I don't really know what's going on with Would with you Bayern. start that guy with those cornrows? Maybe, yeah, maybe not with those cornrows. That's true. Uh, and, yeah, so Monreal is 5.8. I mean, even – okay, Gabriel. I guess that's the obvious one that we're not talking about, right? But is, is Gabriel – I mean, are Arsenal going to stay with this three at the back formation for the rest of the season? I, I don't know that they are. I'm not sure it's even really been that effective. Are yeah, they? It, I mean, it's so weird that like 33 weeks into the season, Wenger suddenly like adopted the okay. Chelsea approach. Like, I've got a the conspiracy back. theory. I've got a conspiracy theory here okay. for you, Josh. Like, maybe the board sat Wenger down. Now, now, I think the dominating narrative would be the board will never sit Arson Wenger down. Arson will sit the board down, but. What if they sat Arson down and said, you've got to prove to us that you can um, become a modern manager. And to do that, you have to show us that you can you can coach the three, five, two. This assumes this like a tryout for next season. This assumes that the Arsenal board ever talks to Arsene Wenger and they even care about the results at Arsenal, which they don't. Uh, now, when I say Arsenal board, I mean a couple of guys on Arsenal fan TV dared Arson to do this. Oh, okay, right, right. No, that that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really tricky. It's gonna be hard for me to field the team I want without burning some points. I the shape of my team right now is it's kind of a mess. I I, I really I don't know what to do uh, in certain like some some player like Zaha like probably has to go after after game week thirty five. I mean. Maybe he gets a stay of execution because he's kind of cheap and they play Hall in game week 37. I wonder about the Palace team because they've clearly been, you know, working their asses off the the last month. They've been playing great. But, like, the type of game that Zaha and Townsend are playing, they I don't think they can keep it up, particularly given the, you know, City in game week 36. I guess, you know, they have Burnley and Hull between City and Manchester United. But I would not be surprised to see Palace kind of tail off toward the end of the season. But not a lot surprises you, Brandon. I mean, you're 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 always ready, aren't you? You're always prepared. Even keel. 
even keel. All right, so that's our. That's I don't know what that was. I mean, that so, was a, that's our wild card preview. I it, think I think what we need to do is come back in the next episode, and so yeah. I think we've we've kind of outlined what I'm questions. feeling right now are our, yeah. our key questions and must haves. I think yeah. what we need to think about a little bit more and come back to the listeners with next week is. Who are those cheap guys that are going to be filling out um, yeah. Yeah, all exactly. those all those spots? Before you can even start making moves, you have to do this kind of thinking, right? You have to spend. I mean, if you if, you know if you're I mean if you're a serious enough fantasy player that you're listening to a podcast like this, then you're willing to do this, right? Which is yeah. basically take a half hour, whatever hour, a couple yeah. weeks, uh, and really think about uh, what you want your like who the most essential players are. Uh, how your team looks right now, how you're actually going to get there with your moves. I mean, if you have a wild card, it's easier, but uh, if you don't, it, it should still be fine. I mean, when I built my wild card, I certainly had game week 37 in mind. I already knew that there were going to be fixtures that game week. So I think, um, you know, I think that I think you, you can do it even if you've already played your wild card, but you just have to be very cautious about all of the next moves you make, right? There, there are theoretically three free moves that you can make before game week 37, um, and let's, you know, if you burn four, that's four moves. I mean, with four moves, you can completely, you know, change the, the entire spine of your team. All right. Now that you're talking about that, we have an email from Sean, a friend of the pod. Uh, he emailed, emailed, he emailed in with a similar question, Josh. He says to us, so I have it planned for a while to use triple captain on Alexis and game week 36 bench boost in 37. All right. That's standard. And his aim is to have 15 double game week players for game week 37. So if he wants 15 double game week players, it'll cost him. He's calculated. Sean has 24 points over the over the course of however many transfer windows he's got until game week 37. Um, He currently has eight double game week players. So. Is this a good course of action to try to amortize 24 points worth of hits? I mean, we, obviously not, right? I mean, given what we just saw with this game week, right? I mean, taking up good players at point hits to bring in players that stink is not the right way to do this. And to have 15 double game week players, they're not all going to be Eden Hazard and Harry Kane, right? So, you know, it's, so like, is it really worth it to burn four to take out Wilfred Zaha when he plays at home in game week 37 to Hall City. Probably right. isn't, right? There's yeah. just not it's just not the best use of your of your available, you know, transfers. Um, so let's look at who who has good fixtures but no double game weeks in game week 37. Okay? Well, let's, we already mentioned Everton, Romelu Lukaku, so right. if you right. if you have an Everton defender, right. Already in your squad could be worth um, holding on to for game week 37. So it's kind of Lukaku and an Everton defender yep. there. Uh, Bournemouth, I think if you had Junior Stanislaw, I'd probably keep him. They're home to Burnley in game week 37. Junior Stanislaw, you surely mean Joshua King. Oh, why do I always do that? I, it's amazing. Yeah, obviously <laughs> Wish, wishful Justin. thinking. Right. It's wishful thinking, <laughs> Josh, for all those weeks you held on to, to, to yeah. old Junior. We talked about Palace. I mean, you're still going to go double Palace midfield, right? I mean, you're, you're just going to ride. And the one, I mean, Andros Townsend, you had to like feel a little dirty about bringing him into your team. Oh God, I hate that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of my dirtiest moves um, in recent seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's like the last time you had to bring in Ashley Cole or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a real rogues gallery of dirty transfers over over these yeah, many Ryan seasons. Shawcross transfer; those are never good. Yeah, I kind of hated it, but uh, you know, I I I talked myself into it. 
okay, so Watford, Crystal Palace. Um, who else? Who else has a D? I mean, Liverpool are away to West Ham. I think Liverpool players all have to go, though, because they're too expensive. And I think they can be used to fund. Away to West Ham is, is an okay fixture, but it's not a terrific fixture. Yeah, and Liverpool's sporadic form, it's right. It's right. just been infuriating. And, yeah, I, I would love... I would. I, I, uh, Firmino or Coutinho, they're those players that you are excited to have in your team, and you're excited when you've got a kickoff and a Liverpool squad or a Liverpool match. Um, it's going to be fun. They're going to be fun to watch, but they cost too much money for what you're going to need to get for double game week players in your midfield. They need to be cleared out for either a cheap player or a double game week player. No question. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, Swansea away to Sunderland, uh, not a terrible fixture. Again, uh, it's it's the same deal with Gilfie Sigurdsson here where right. Siggy could. What if you had Alfred, Alfie Mawson? Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Get a cheap Swansea defender. I like that more than, uh, like, Siggy could get you double points, but, or, or he could not. But he's, he's just at that price, price point where you're, he's going to, He's going to prevent you from bringing in another double game weaker. And are you still are you still thinking about captaining uh, Gareth McCauley in game week thirty seven? I mean, he's got a two wonderful fixtures: uh, home to Chelsea and away to Man City. Uh, How many times get, do I have to say it on the pod, Josh, that McCauley's a set it and forget it <laughs> player? That's right. Uh, set it and forget it, captain. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good so, old Gareth. I can't believe he's still on my team. Oh no. What yeah. a survivor. So born okay, so Bournemouth, Everton, and maybe Swansea. Yeah. And maybe I, I Crystal think, Palace. Yeah. I I think those are the ones right there. But yeah, uh, yeah. so But just if you're if you're if you're if you're in the position well, who uh who wrote us again? I'm sorry if it was a Sean. Sean. Sorry, Brandon. Sorry, Sean. Uh if you're Don't Sean apologize to me. Apologize and you're to Sean. About burning Twenty-four points. Maybe those are two places. The, the, you know, if you have players from those four teams, maybe maybe those are areas where you can save your transfer, save your minus four, because um, their fixtures are good enough that you can kind of. Yeah, a double game week does, is not always just inherently better than a single game week, as we just and saw. Not, yeah, with not Chelsea to, assets. Yeah, exactly, and not to dredge up the corpse of of last season's double game week where Spurs dominated. Uh, as single play, as single game week players over the doubles, you know you're going to have some double game week players that do well and others that don't. And it, I, yeah, it, you don't break your team to to field a full fifteen. Yeah, I mean it is fun, but I think if you if you can even get to nine or ten, then I think that's I think that's fine. You're you're probably still going to be doing way better than you know all your other mini league uh, managers, presumably if you're fielding nine double game week. Game, but, game weekers. Well, Sean, keep us updated on on how this is going for you. I, I'm curious if he actually if, if he goes through and burns 24. I want to see how it how it pans out for him. We need a big board that uh, you know Sean's every picks. every time Sean uh, burns it <laughs> burns a transfer, the number the number ticks over. All right, Brennan, let's take a quick break and let's talk about game week 35. Same Game week 35 uh, is upon us just a couple of days. It's it's broken up very nicely, Brandon. We've got we've got five fixtures on Saturday and uh four on Sunday and then and then one on Monday. Um I, I mean actually I, I I'm a little the Monday fixtures are not great for me, I have to say. It's not great for my productivity at work. 
it's not great for my uh, my emotional state. I like to I like to be at, like on the couch or with a beer, you know, like tracking games by refreshing Twitter in between, you know, creating a direct marketing campaign or something is really not my. Oh, and, and and traits traits that we carry with us, Josh, as men from the American Midwest is is guilt and shame. And these are things that are very difficult to hide, particularly like both of us were in meetings at work during the round of fixtures on Wednesday. Yep. yep. And, you know, I, I'm sheepishly like checking my phone under the, the like conference table. Oh, for sure. We all do that. You get a glass of water. That's a good, that's a good time to, to do that. <laughs> you just get up and leave the meeting to go get a glass of water. Well, not a one-on-one meeting, but if it's like, if there are 14 <laughs> people in a, you know, like I, we often have meetings in my office that go on for like 90 minutes or more. Right. So, you know, if, if, if 55 minutes in, I need more water, then that's when I get up, get a little more water, come back. It's, I don't have a massive office like, like yours, you know, that is a 90 minute meeting. You're probably taking pizza breaks at that point. <laughs> I wish All right, enough of this nonsense. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Monday fixtures are terrible for people at work. Some people have to work on the weekend though, Josh. Yeah, that's true. Some people, some, everybody's working for the weekend, Brandon. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So when these games kick off Southampton hole being the first one I see, uh, Brandon's know that Brandon's wild card will be triggered. Okay. As oh, that'll be fun because we're watching these games together. I think so. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make moves in real time. Uh, okay, let's start off with South. Okay, actually, let's not even go through all these fixtures. Let's just talk about some of the some of the key key fixtures that that come up. I, I'm, I'm particularly curious as you look at these ten fixtures. Where do you see captains? Where do you see players you might want to captain this game week? Well. Um, Right now, my armband is on Harry Kane. Um, mm-hmm. Kane always scores in London derbies, as we all know. They're home. They're high-flying. Arsenal look kind of, um, I guess they're kind of limping along. Mm-hmm. And they could put up a real score against Arsenal, I think. A weakened defense. They're trying to play a new formation. If if Arson dares to go three at the back against Spurs, they could get done in a major way. Yeah, I I currently have mine on Kane too. I I am considering dropping Negredo for Gabbiadini, and I I would consider captaining Gabbiadini in game week thirty five. I, I know that's that's a bit risky. Uh, it's risky. A Hull Hull has an amazing record at home, uh, but they're away here against Southampton, and Southampton. I mean, they they comported themselves f- fairly well in the first half against Chelsea. Uh, for for a team that should, by all accounts, be on the beach, they haven't they haven't really totally checked out. No, they haven't totally checked out, and they're they're in a relegation scrap for sure. I mean, they're what two points ahead of South of Swansea with four games to go. So, um, I mean, they'll be playing. Speaking about Hull. Oh, speaking about Hull, not not. I'm sorry. Right. They're, so they're playing South. They're playing Hull. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it could be that, you know, it could be back and forth. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's an interesting point. Points, I don't know play how does, draw, I don't think. Yeah. That's the question. How does Hull play this game? I feel like, I don't know. Well, Swansea have a better goal difference than Hull. So Hull can't just get a draw, you know, and because if they get a draw and Swansea win, then, uh, Swansea uh, will actually be ahead of them in the table, and Swansea actually have an easier run in than uh, than Hall do. So uh, I think that 
I think that Hollow really need to try to win this game, which actually might make it more likely that they lose the game. Yeah, no, it's true. At least likely that they won't keep a clean sheet. Right, that they won't keep a clean sheet at least. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like the Gabby Adini shot. I think that's a good tip. Yeah, I don't. I don't love my team this game week. I, it's a lot of. I've got Sanchez away to Spurs. Kane and Alley at home to to Arsenal. Lukaku at home to Chelsea. Uh, I, I just don't see a lot of things that really get me excited about this game week. Um, I mean, yeah, I, classic I, flat flat track bully uh, Lukaku probably going to be. Uh, Everton team's going to be a little scared going at, against Chelsea. At least Chelsea. he's at home. I mean, the guy just cannot score on the road for some reason. At least he's yeah. not up late. Um, yeah, so uh, Lukaku... That game against West Ham was ridiculous, by the way. Like, <laughs> Everton looked uh, reprehensible, man. They didn't show up. It was, yeah, it was a... It was a I can't believe they didn't lose that game. I mean, yeah. I, you know, the, the goal rush... Uh, yeah, I mean, goal, goal rush is. Yeah. I, I think rush is not not the quite not quite the right word for what the NBC coverage is here. Yeah, for, so for rush. those of uh, for those of you who don't get goal rush in your in your cable network, it's what NBC does here in the states, where they they have one featured game, and whenever there's goal mouth activity, uh, is goal mouth a thing only in hockey? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, whenever there's goal goal like activity, uh, they they move around the country to various grounds, but. Uh, at luck of the draw, Everton West Ham was the featured game on Goal Rush, so there were goals happening everywhere except for this godforsaken game. And then for some reason, when a player is like down injured, even then they won't cut away. It's like it only a goal will they cut yeah. away for. Anyway, uh, okay. that's an American's complaint. Um, what about Man United at home to Swansea? I mean, I wish, uh, I wish. I mean, if I had Marcus Rashford here, um, he'd be a player I'd, I'd think about captaining. Yeah, I like that. I like a Marcus Rashford captaincy, though. I mean, you would assume Rashford starts. The whole Ibra, Rashford sort of came into form at just the right time when the Ibra injury happened. And United need wins, like, just just as much as all these other teams. So, uh, yeah, Rashford would be a, would be a very good captain choice. Um, I mean, a good captain choice. Let's a good say captain that. choice. What about Liverpool away to Watford? I mean, maybe you know Firmino. I mean, we're we're getting yeah, into the it's punch category now. It, no, it it is it is tempting. You know, Liverpool are going to be asked in a major way by Klopp to bounce back after their performance against Palace and Watford just absolutely dire. You know, with a man up against Hull. Yeah. Over the weekend, you, you could see. You could see any Liverpool player doing decently, but yeah. again, do you trust that Liverpool squad? They're just they're just yeah. kind of a little rudderless without Mane and and Lallana. I think the sensible move would be a a spur. So Arsenal have just played 210 minutes over the last you know four days with very little rotation. Um, and they're approaching the length of two towers, the extended edition. <laughs> exactly. And they're, uh, and they're playing a Spurs team. that's very good at home. So to me, I mean, I, I think Kane or Alley, I mean, Alley's numbers are just as good as Kane's over the last several game weeks. Yeah. Uh, I pe- think penalties, one, penalties is going to give Kane the edge. Yeah, I think so. But Alley is, I mean, yeah, you're right. And, and Kane has always played so well against Arsenal. I think he's going to be my captain choice. Just for fun, it's I was thinking about other options who might who might work. And <laughs> Gabby, Gabby Attini is, is one who stands out. 
Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I, yeah, I'd certainly want to get rid of Negredo as soon as possible. I mean, I have no faith that that guy's going to score another goal, uh, possibly in his career. Um, I mean, ugh, gross. Negredo, I, I told you, I told you once, I have a special set of skills. I will find you. <laughs> we'll see what Josh happens will with, be with me. If, if Rashford went off for like two goals or something, I'd be so... Because the argument for Rashford was that you get three good fixtures, right? You get, I mean, you get the... And and the and the double game weeks coming up too. I mean, he really was the ideal player if you thought he was going to play a lot, but he just uh, uh, just didn't didn't pan. You didn't you didn't get him for the good game, and now you don't have him for the uh, the Sunday yeah, fixture yeah. comes qu- very quickly after the Manchester derby, though. So if you assume, I'd uh, be curious he's, to see what kind of yeah. lineup gets put out against Swansea on Sunday. He's, it's not a lock. He's, yeah, he's played a lot, and they have two. Two, you know, semifinal legs coming up, and I, I, it seems like Mourinho is really going for that for the Europa League. So I, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, it's an automatic spot in the Champions League next year, and uh, you know they're they're definitely the best team of the four that are remaining. Uh, so I think that he definitely should um, go all up for that because then at that point it doesn't matter what you do in the rest of the season. All right, where are you at? I've got two other fixtures. Where are you at with Palace uh, against Burnley here? Just kind well, of like. I mean, I mean, like, do I want? I mean, I kind of, you know, I mean, Zaha would be a fun player to captain. I don't think I quite have the guts to do it. Yeah, I would not recommend captaining. Um, I mean, Bur- Burnley are getting sucked into the relegation zone. They are a team capable of playing really good defense. So it, it, that is incredibly risky. Less risky though, Josh King, right? Playing right? Um, a truly garbage, epically garbage Sunderland team who. They're not mathematically relegated yet. They're playing like they are. If they haven't been, then they're playing like a team that knows it's not staying around. I mean, Josh King is just the gift that keeps on giving. It's it it's really incredible. I I will it, be curious to see where where King lands and all the captaincy polls. I know. Yeah, really, he'll he'll he's, he he could he's got to be top three, maybe top easily top five captain choices this week. It does seem like he's still slightly under the radar, but yeah, I mean, he, he really definitely should be. Uh, what about clean sheets, Brandon? Who sticks out to you as a, as a clean sheet option for Gaming 35? Well, good clean sheet options. Mm, that, that, is a, that is a tough one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't okay, know. Southampton home to Hull. That's a decent chance of a clean sheet there, I think. Yeah, I do like Southampton. You know, if, if if Hull is going full attack and it doesn't quite work out for them, they could be just it. It could be a mess for them. Um, Gareth McCauley is probably going to get a run out for me. Um, this is going to be the last hurrah for Gareth McCauley. So let's go out with the big one. <laughs> That's it's very possible. Um, yeah, I think I mean the the Crystal Palace game, right? If you if you had a if you brought in a defender for the double game week, then I would. Okay, so I wasn't following him. these these uh, these games too closely. Did I see? Did I see uh, Mamadou Sako on a stretcher at some point today? Yeah, so Sako's. Out. I don't know what the what the extent of the damage is though. I just know that he's he's out. What's the damage, bro? Yep, I don't know what the damage is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I guess Sacco has been like a behemoth for them, but I I don't think that they're they're set back too far not having not having him against Burnley. Yeah, and it's interesting that Patrick Van Enhold apparently isn't a sure starter on that team. I, I would have thought he was, but I guess I I don't. Um, PVA that guy 
don't I he, he's on my he's on my naughty list. I am not a PVA fan. He scores he scores the odd the odd the odd goal. I mean he scores more than the odd goal, but for like, this what, season. Is, what even is he? I, he's more you know, he's really more of a winger. He's like he, he would fit well as like in the Victor Moses role for some team. Yeah, no, that that is true. Okay, we're totally overlooking Manchester United here for clean sheets. I think that yeah. is totally, that's a yeah. great that's I've, a great you've got a field. I've got De Gea. I really regret bringing in Ben Gibson instead of Daily Blend. I think it's a mistake that could really end up costing me. The problem is, I'm not sure. I mean, the the, the concern I had was that I mean, the way Mourinho is talking, he's doing everything he can to goad Smalling and Jones into like manning up and playing, you know, like as soon as possible. <laughs> and I just wonder if that that fixture is a fixture where you might see some rotation. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I have a hard time with this Man United team because I, I feel like it's very hard to pick any sure starters. Yeah, I think I think Bailly is the only one at this point. Right. Uh, and even him, they've been talking about possibly rest at some point. That's all. That's all jibber jabber. <laughs> it's, it's unlikely. I will grant you. <laughs> Uh, all right, Brandon, I think that's enough of our, our rudderless podcast. Um, hopefully it was useful to people. Uh, where, can, where can people find us, Brandon? Josh, people can subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast on iTunes, where we'd love it if you if you love our podcast, give us a rating, leave us a review. You can also uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Uh, what like I'm I'm doing this freestyle here, Josh. Tune in FM. It's pretty good. Uh, po- pretty good. Pocket Cast is another one. <laughs> uh, We're full anywhere you get yeah. your podcast. Yeah. You can also uh, you can you can support the podcast on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. Thank you so much for all the Patreon supporters. It is uh, incredibly appreciated, and uh, we actually have a podcast coming up with the uh, the Knockout League winner. Uh, Dave uh, Wagner-Lodell. And so uh, stay tuned for more information on that. Uh, but we've been working with Dave to set that up. And um, we'll also extend the invite to the uh, the person that wins the um, the second half league that we started as well. So um, we'll be, uh, you know, we have at least one more special podcast that we're doing for Patreon supporters. Lots of killer content coming up. Yeah, I think we've, you know, we've done more than we said that we were going to. So I feel I feel okay about that. But I want, I want more. I want to like, I want everyone to feel like, being a Patreon supporter is something you want to do because you like the podcast, you want to support the podcast. Uh, but I certainly want you, to, want you to feel like you get extra bonus content as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. And you can also email us like our good friend Sean did, hailcheaters at gmail.com. Jeff, we're going to respond to your wildcard email, so don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for being in touch, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash hailcheaters, facebook.com slash alwayscheating. So uh, visit those sites. And um, if you want to send us a bad Photoshop and pick up where where Mitchell, Ma- Mitchell Maynard left off and abandoned us, then, then please feel free to do so. <laughs> All right. Good luck in Game Week 35, everybody. I think, I think you're going to need it. Yeah, I, I agree. So, All right. Good luck, everybody.